2: Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. Welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm Steve Peretz, joined as always by Sarah Keller. No Dusty Evely again. The man is uh, – he's cashed out. He's uh, hes hes taken some much-needed time off. So, um, obviously, we miss him. We wish he was here. But we know that he's doing what he needs to be doing right now. So, um, Sarah, how are you doing after this uh, debacle of a, a football game on Sunday?
3: Yeah, I'm a little bit concerned that Dusty's not here again because we can't keep doing this, Steve. Because any time that we <laughs> – are just the two of us and we think oh the packers have a good chance they find some way to screw it up and it is horrible and here we are again so sorry everyone but the packers are going to lose to the panthers (laughs) on christmas eve (laughs)
2: <laughs> but technically technically we preview the Packers offense versus the defense. The offense has been fine. The offense That's has true. been fine. That's not us. That's not us. It's it's whoever the, you know, the next crew that, that takes care of the defense versus the opponent's offense. It's their fault, not ours.
3: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but
2: Cause you know, it's not like the, the only times that we've done this this season, the Packers have lost five games in a row. There's a, three game there's a three-game streak and then a two-game streak. And yeah. And um, like the worst
3: part is we joked about this happening. And now it's happening. Now Tommy DeVito and Baker Mayfield have made us look a fool. And I'm over it. I'm oh it's disgusting. After
2: they after the Packers took down uh Jared Goff and Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Make that make sense. Make that make sense. The
3: math ain't math in here.
2: (laughs) This is a new thing. It's Packers math. like All the the other trends like girl math and boy math. It's Packers math.
3: You know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe it's me. Because do you remember (laughs) when we did prop bets a couple of seasons ago? And I was losing by multiple games. And then I I just started picking the opposite of what I actually thought was going to happen. You faded
2: yourself, yeah.
3: And then I made a comeback.
2: So, (laughs) All right, I feel better. It's not me, it's you. (laughs)
3: Maybe I'm just an idiot. That's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) You
2: should start quoting Taylor Swift. Hi, uh, it's me. I'm the problem. Yeah.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah.
2: (laughs) No, I don't think we... I don't... think we have that much to do with it, Sarah. You know who I ha- think has something to do with it? Joe Barry.
3: Oh, here we go. Yeah, We're yeah. starting I, off hot.
2: I think we just got to kind of dive into it. Like, I think we both have some some thoughts on this and I, I'm just kind of curious where your head's at. It's We've found out that he's going to be retained at least right now for the the rest of the year, it kind of looks like, but I don't know. After Bryce Young goes for 400 yards <laughs> and is the uh, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, maybe who knows? He'll, they'll get rid of him. But what are your thoughts? Like, do you like him staying around? What do you think?
3: Ugh, I hate this. um I'm usually, you know, and I've been on record saying this. And if you've listened to our show for a long time, I'm. Never really the person on social media or on the show that's like, yeah, we got to fire this guy or get this guy out or overreact really quickly or cut this guy. But it's time. Um, And this is after many games and many outings that we've seen of Joe Barry, where This is like your toxic relationship that you know it's not good, no one is happy, and you're just continuing because it'll be easier to continue rather than hurting each other. No, you need to start over. The grass is greener on the other side. Um, And break up, make it official, and both move on and find opportunities that are better suited for you. Uh, And I think that's where I'm at with Joe Barry. You can't lose to Tommy DeVito. After you beat Patrick Mahomes. And then you can't lose to Baker Mayfield. And not just lose to Baker Mayfield. But allow Baker Mayfield to have a historic performance in Lambeau Field. And if you lose to Bryce Young this week. It's over. It's over. Block the number and never go back. (laughs) Um, So I just think that the change is necessary. You see that. Jordan Love and these young receivers and tight ends, they're really starting to find something. And all of that could be wasted if the other side of the ball continues to to go in the wrong direction. And I don't think that they can turn it around. I don't think the guys in the locker room necessarily feel empowered to turn it around with the current leadership. And if they bring somebody in new, kind of like what Jordan Love did to the offense – that's a different swagger, it's a different vibe, and I think that really ignites something. It makes people believe right now the Packers defense, and I don't really blame them. I don't think they believe in Joe Barry. Uh and that's a problem.
2: I mean, why should they? Exactly. Why at this why should they? It go it's so like back and forth ebb and flow like a couple of good games, a couple of just trash games and you know, just not understanding what is happening on the field like it's week 15 you're telling me like basic like training camp installs they're still having communication issues with like I, you're in the nfl like that that that's that should not be an excuse at all like that should not be an excuse at all that all oh, our communication isn't good enough like nope definitely not buying that one Um, But I've got a couple of things that I saw throughout the day that I just kind of thought were really interesting. Uh, I'm unfortunately can't remember who I saw this tweet from. But, you know, the, the talk was like, you can't fire Joe Barry because no one else on his staff has the ability to like to step up and call the plays. Mm. that's an even bigger indictment on Joe Barry than anything. Like if you are not helping to promote your guys, if you are not helping these other coaches that are under you learn and be better and like groom them to be next defensive coordinators, what are you doing? Like that's part of his job as well is to get these guys ready, get the whole team ready. And when I say team, I mean, coaches, players, everybody on the defense is under his control and he's not doing that. And so, like, the fact that people are saying, well, nobody else could step up from the Packers, like, I don't care who you put in there. Is anything going to be worse than third and seven and the, the DBs are sitting back 12 yards? Uh, like, Baker Mayfield had some of the easiest pitch and catch, like, any time, any time, yep. whatever he wanted. It was just like, whoop, there you go, Oop. And I know he was sacked five times, and that's great. But man, that was uh that was some brutal secondary play. And it, it was just, it was really, really tough to watch continually. Well,
3: that's your point right there. He was sacked five times and still had a historic performance. That's mm-hmm. a problem. That that yeah. means your defense is not a complete defense.
2: Absolutely. Like there's no I think the biggest thing that I, I look at this defense and you're just, like, I get it. it. They He likes to play shell. He likes to, you know, you have to put together drives to beat us and blah, 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 blah. But like that gets you by DVOA, like the 28th best, the 28th defense in the NFL, there's only 32 teams. Like obviously the shell system isn't working for these guys. Like they have elite athletes on this team. They have guys that should be flying around the field and it feels like he's got them in this like preventative, like, I'm not sure where I'm supposed to be. I'm gonna do like Darnell Savage. When he when he was in college, his first in his first year in the NFL, that dude flew around the field. He was like a heat-seeking missile, and everybody was jacked about <laughs> having him on this team. And then Joe Barry comes around and he's just falling off and falling off and falling off. And I mean, like, you can't say it's all his fault by any means, but like, what the hell happened? Where was the player development? Like, he was was an ascending player in year one that we were all really excited about. So, you know, there's that. I don't know. It's like you said, I think it's time. I think it's time to bring in a new voice. I don't care that it's four games left, three games left, whatever it is. Like, I don't care. At this point, like, you're starting to lose this team. I think, and it's not Joe Barry losing the team. I think Matt LaFleur is starting to lose this team because you're starting to see, we'll talk about it in a minute, Devondre Campbell's tweet. You're starting to see Jair Alexander being a strange, strange mf Or Like, he, he was always a weird dude, but he is taking this thing to a, a new level. Like, you have the feeling that these guys don't respect Joe Barry's scheme. And it even came out, like, in the beginning, like, we all know Joe Barry's scheme cover like just the shell like we're gonna bend we're not gonna break what did Matt LaFleur come out and say at the beginning of this this season we're gonna do things different Mm -hmm. we're gonna blitz we're gonna be bring pressure we're gonna do all these things differently so basically it was like like you know alluring to the like the girlfriend reference of like you know before we break up no I'm gonna do this differently I'm gonna do this differently it's gonna be great this time it's gonna be great like they don't even they don't trust Joe Barry to run his defense they gave him all these different things to do and he still can't do that well so I don't understand what it is but I mean my last my last point on this if did, did you get a chance to listen to Matt LaFleur's press conference today yes okay so when he was asked like by Jason Wildy. What are you gonna do differently? Obviously, communication's a problem. you know, what kind of what are the solutions? What are you going to do differently on defense so these things don't happen anymore? He had no idea.
3: no, yeah,
2: Outs- outside of I'm gonna be more involved, which okay, cool. like what is that gonna do for the the offensive guru is gonna get involved in the defense? All right, that's great. Um his answer to that question was to immediately say, well, we messed some things up on offense. So, you know, there were some people running wrong routes and blah blah blah. I'm like, you have no freaking clue what's going on right now with this defense. Like, it it, it feels like this thing has escalated so fast from beating the Chiefs and be everybody talking playoffs to uh <laughs> everybody, you know, uh, people are drinking bleach now and talking about it, that maybe we should fire Malafleur as well. So, it's been it's been a roller coaster. I think we're We're both on the same page. I mean, normally it's wait till the end of the year, but I think this is starting to cause too much damage that they can't wait. Yep. So let's talk a little bit news and notes. Um, We did have the Devondre Campbell tweet. So I will just read it quickly so we can kind of have a little bit to talk about. But I mean, this is just... This stuff is crazy, but... This is what he tweeted. um, What time is it? Uh, Fourteen hours ago. So, you know, in the morning. morning. Not going out my way anymore, and I'm not playing through injuries anymore. Because when shit goes wrong, they always use it against you. I'm treating everyone accordingly and giving them the same energy they've given me. Focus on yourself and your mental fifty nine. You owe it to yourself, like, dude. I mean, good for him. He's got to take care of his old mental stuff. Like, I can't imagine being a professional player and being on social media. That's gotta be insanity.
3: Yeah, no way.
2: Um, but what do you think of that? Like, what do you take away from that?
3: My takeaway was if this Packers team believed that they could make a run they could go on a run and that they could see the playoffs um and play in the postseason that Devondra Campbell is a competitor and would probably be out there pushing through any injuries to fight and do that. This tweet doesn't make me think that the Packers locker room right now believes that they can do that. And that was my main takeaway. It's just that now we're at a crossroads where guys are going to be selfish and rightfully so because they don't want to get hurt because they don't think it's worth it to be out there, whether it's coaching or the team or the scheme, whatever it is, um, they're not confident in it. So we're going to probably see more decisions like this. I know there's speculation that's what's happening with Jari Alexander as well, Um, but that's kind of signals to me that it's a red flag for sure, and not a red flag against Campbell, just a red flag in general about the Packers.
2: No, you can't can't knock the guy for – if he's right now going out there being injured and now there's all there's already talk after this tweet of like, well, what's it, what is his cap numbers for next year? Like, do they think that he's going to be with the Packers? Like Jesus, like whew, we, we escalate things unbelievably quickly here. So um, I just think this to me was an ultimate sign of the locker room is turning. And if Matt LaFleur doesn't, be the head coach he's supposed to be doesn't command this team like I wouldn't be shocked if more more of the defensive side of the ball like and this this all seems to be like the defensive side of the ball because the offense the young guys they all seem to be kind of coming together they seem to be doing things well it just seems to be this defensive trying to figure it out and if with Joe Barry there at the helm like it doesn't seem like they're figuring anything out so it'll be a fascinating fascinating story to continue to monitor but uh, Sarah, you sent me this one, which news and notes wise, I just thought was unbelievably cool. This came from Jacob Morley, and this is about Jaden Reed, and he is uh, one of two players this season to record 100 yards rushing, 100 plus yards rushing, multiple rushing touchdowns, multiple 50 plus yard receptions, 500 receiving yards, and six plus receiving touchdowns. The only other player to do that this year, Christian McCaffrey. So uh, that's a hell, hell of a list for him to be on as a rookie. And uh, there's only been one other rookie ever to do this. And uh, if this is any, any, any idea of what this dude could become, man, the only other rookie to ever do this is Tyreek Hill.
3: Sheesh. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, Loving what I'm seeing from Jay Marie. Absolutely loving it. Talk about a guy that every single week you see something new where you're like, oh, wow. Okay, this guy can play. And it it is interesting because, you know, I've, I've been watching all season and obviously know he's been having a good year. But when you see the stats like that, you're like, holy crap. This guy is putting up numbers and honestly pretty quietly too. There's not a lot of people outside of the Packers sphere that are talking about this. I've seen a few people, I think Meta Kimes and a couple of other, you know, national personalities commented on the love to read connection and how that's probably going to be something to monitor in the next couple of seasons. But he's just quietly doing this and yeah. imagine what's going to happen as he continues to progress, as love continues to progress. It's really exciting. I, I couldn't be happier about this.
2: I mean, yeah, especially that when they get Christian Watson back when they've got him Reed, and, uh, and Dobbs all, all going together. And, like and you have
3: playing well. Yeah.
2: Tucker craft yeah. is playing really well when they get Musgrave back probably next year, but you know, this group, like, that was one of the things I think Mina Kimes tweeted out too. Was like, was Brian Gutekunst really hit on this last draft class mm-hmm. uh, for his first four playmakers? Man, like Dante, and the, you don't even talk about then TV and Wicks there either. <laughs> like he's a player too. Like man, this this group is gonna be a lot of fun if they can figure some stuff out on the other side of the ball. You know, grab a couple offensive linemen as well. Maybe I don't know to uh, solidify that, but. um it's, it's so, so intriguing and so exciting for the future. So um, we did also get the announcement of the Fox crew that is going to be running the game. Um, so that's going to be Chris Myers, Robert Smith, and Jen Hale. So that'll be for the Packers-Panthers game Sunday in Charlotte. And uh, the overwhelming response from everybody was, Who? I don't know. I don't mind it. Like we, we definitely had to double check that Robert Smith was the former NFL player. So uh, we, we did a little Google search on that one, but I mean, I like Chris Myers. I don't know who Jen Hale is, but uh, what do you expect for the Packers team that's lost two games in a row and the Panthers are the worst team in the NFL? I mean, no shock here, right?
3: We had the A team a few weeks ago and see how quickly you fall from grace. (laughs)
2: uh the other the only other thing that was noteworthy to talk about justin houston the linebacker for carolina was released today he wants to continue playing but only wants to play for a contender so um just you know probably a good thing for the packers that they have one less pass rusher experienced pass rusher to deal with so I don't know. I guess that means they'll probably win like 24 to 22 this week, maybe, as opposed to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Sarah, let's do this. Let's jump into the Packers offense versus Carolina's defense. The one big thing that you're really looking for in this game, Um, since we can't talk about Joe Barry anymore. Let's uh, let's hit the, the promising side of the Packers.
3: Yeah. So the two and 12 Panthers get a visit from the six and eight Packers. And like I said earlier in the episode, Steve and I are the problem. So I'm going to erase everything we know. No, 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 no.
2: You, you backed it down. Oh you yeah. You sorry. Were the problem. I'm
3: the problem. It's me. Hi, it I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> I'm going to erase everything I know in my brain to be logical, go against every gut feeling that I have. Um, and say that the Packers are going to get crushed by the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh god! Uh, no, I'm kidding. Hopefully. Um,
2: and now when they get smoked, you're going to be like,
3: damn it. This is my fault. Yeah. Too. Reverse jinx. Um, but yeah. anyways, it, all, all on a serious note, while the Panthers have one of the worst offenses in the league, they actually have one of the better defenses. According to ESPN, they're only behind the Browns and the Ravens, which is surprising when you awesome. really. Yeah. When you look at the stats, it's there. I mean, does that really matter that much when your offense is that terrible? <laughs> no, but it does you know, pose a challenge for Jordan Love and company. So. Uh, entering last week the Panthers were third in passing yards allowed fourth in total yards allowed and something I thought was interesting was that they were fifth in third down efficiency so the thing I'm going to be looking for this week for the Packers is third down execution Um, and this has been a problem some weeks for the Packers but overall they're actually at about five or six depending on which site you know you get your stats from Um, they're the fifth or sixth best on third down conversions in the league this season. So they're converting on about 43% and their last games, about 44%, um, compared to last year, it was at 39% just to kind of give you a a full picture there. So knowing that this is an area that the, um, Panthers are are pretty strong in and knowing that it's an area that the Packers have found some success I'm just I think that's something to watch this week it's just how are they going to execute on third down especially some of these third and longs feel like there's been some questionable not even play calls but just the execution of the play calls lots of pitch plays lots of jet sweeps things like that Um, so curious to just see how they execute on third down this week on offense I'd love if they would just similar to what they did against the Chiefs, they just attacked the entire mm. game on every down. And that's what I want them to go back to, especially when you need to just move the chains. You don't have to go deep every single time and have some crazy play. Just get the first down, move the sticks, and keep going down the field. So third down execution for me this week.
2: Okay. I'm I'm looking at Jordan Love this week. I want to see a full game again. Like, we 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 caught glimpses of it. There's like three games in a row that he was just, from from the gun, he was he was QB1. He was the man. He was under control. He knew what he was doing. He had good foot placement. Like, he was balling. He's responded well when he hasn't started playing well. You know, first half of this the game, like, came back, did well against uh, several, you know, a couple times this year. But I want to see him locked in, ready to go. Like this, again, like we talked about before when they were playing the Giants, this is a team they should beat. They will be favored. This is a team they should dominate. And so I want to see him in that progression in his career of like, all right, this is on me. I got to make sure my boys are ready to go. I can't, maybe it's the mentality of, I can't count on my defense. I have no idea what they're going to do week in, week out. I've got to go make sure that we put up 35. And I want, like like you said, I want to see him just be like, let's go. We're attacking. We're going crazy. Uh, we're we're going to throw the ball all over the yard. We're going to have Aaron Jones for more than just the first series. Uh, I didn't love that. I didn't really love that plan mm-hmm. last week as well. Like, if you had Aaron Jones and you were only going to use him on a pitch count, why did you use him so many times in the first series? That didn't make sense to me. Different tangent, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I want to see Jordan Love from the gun be ready to go making the throws that he needs to not not missing them because of bad footwork or whatever and just be locked in for the whole game and and bring home a victory that's what i want to see
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed
4: What's going on, Packer fans? It is time that you make Little Caesars, which is the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day routine. If you guys know anything about me whatsoever, you know that I love pizza, that every time the Packers win, I have a victory pizza. And what you should also know is that victory pizza is from Little Caesars. I This is no joke. Little Caesars, by far and away, my favorite pizza. What you can do is you can order online during their Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs, plus all day on Sunday, and then you can get ready for football and fun. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza. Pick the toppings you crave. Either way, you win. For me, I have the same order every single time. I'm going with their hot and ready pizza, pepperoni, no questions about it, and more importantly than anything else, Always, 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 always get the crazy bread. It is, in my opinion, the best food that you can get on the market. I'm not joking. I love crazy bread. Love, love, love crazy bread. Get it every single time. You win when you get crazy bread. And speaking of winning, literally everyone scores with convenient delivery or their in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, enjoy a few slices during the game, and always get your victory pizza from Little Caesars. You won't regret it. Pizza, pizza. Hey there. I'm sure you've heard a ton about Daily Fantasy Sports, but I'm here to tell you that you've never experienced anything quite like prize picks. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three points made plus receptions. Even more fun yet? Do you want to play alongside some of Picks' favorite players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz? You can now find community plays under the Promos tab of the app to view entries from some of the biggest names in the PrizePix community each week. I've had so much fun making PrizePix a part of my daily fantasy sports routine. They cover all of my favorite sports, have a ton of variety and different options to choose from, and the player choices are immense. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Sarah, I think Alrighty. we're about ready for some questions.
3: Yes, we are. And thank you, as always, to everybody who sent in questions. We're going to do them all this week. Um, we had our first question was sent to us in the DMs from Noah. It's a two-part question. Uh, so they asked, how worried should I be about Love's footwork? He has been in the NFL now for four years, and it seems like something that if it was going to be fixed, it would have been fixed by now. Every missed throw, you look back, and it's always the foundation-slash-platform. Or is this something that first year starters just go through? And then food question: um, What's your go-to Chinese food order on Christmas Day? Maybe a nice niche question for the Jewish cheese heads like myself.
2: <laughs> um, I think there's a little bit of concern. I think that was something that they've worked on with Jordan for multiple years. That was one of the, that, and like his arm release was some of the things that you heard, were, or things that they were working on with him, but. I mean, I think it's tough when you learn from Aaron he's, Aaron was a king of throwing off balance and still delivering. We've seen it from Jordan. We have seen it from him. Like he's got the ability and I think sometimes he probably trusts it a little too much, uh, especially in the clean pockets. So I think it's something to continue to monitor. Um, I, I'm i not worried about it at this point, but Again, like it's something enough to to continue to watch. I would say because you're right, you're absolutely right. He misses throws, and when you go back and you look at him, they're half the time they're clean pockets, and he's fading back. You're like, okay, like eh, I don't know if I love that. And <laughs> I mean, when when Aaron Rodgers has been doing that for 15 years, you're kind of like just used to it, and he makes those throws, so. Um, I'm, I, I kind of had, you know, I, I'm on the fence, but right now I'm not super worried about it, but, um, something definitely to monitor. And then as far as Chinese food, man, one of my favorite, my favorite dishes now is a uh, pressed duck, which is just delightful. Really? So come. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of my favorite Chinese places, uh, probably like 10 minutes away from my house and, uh, it's pressed duck and it comes with rice and broccoli and like a good sauce. and I'm the only one who likes it. like my kids don't like it. Um, but that is one of my absolute go to. I'm always down for crab Rangoon. that's that's I uh, love it. I will I will eat like half of the order right away. And then um, if I'm not having pressed duck, it's uh, general So's chicken.
3: All right. Here you go. And for me, you know, I agree with what you said Steve. I I think, you know, is it a concern like you said? Yeah, but I think this is another area we'll, where we'll see improvement from love. We've seen some of the other mechanics slowly improve throughout the season. Do I love that this is happening? Not really, but again, there are moments that we see that are really good and that we've seen them improve on. And I think this will probably be his number one focus in the offseason is to uh correct some of the footwork and improve it. Next year, however, if we're, you know, December 19th when we're recording this, um, recording another podcast and we're talking about issues with Love's footwork, then I'm going to be pretty concerned. Uh, but I think this is an area where we'll kind of see him continue to progress uh, through the rest of this season and into next. Uh, and as far as my go to Chinese order, if I'm ordering Chinese food on cri- on Christmas Day, um, just love a simple cashew chicken Um, The sauce, delicious side of steamed veggies, and then uh, white rice and got to get the wonton soup. Um, That is just elite combo altogether. Uh, That was my Chinese order growing up as a kid. And it's pretty much (laughs) remained the same now as an adult kid, like I like to call myself. Uh, And here we go.
2: withholding all jokes right now so keep going next question
3: Listen, it's a good order i don't want you to hate on <laughs> no, that
2: that's not a bad that is definitely not like a child order so don't yeah. worry yeah, yeah. but you were calling of- yourself a kid multiple times so i was like
3: Ugh. yeah i could tell it was just killing you not be able to speak up there um all right next question is from brian hartstad he says packers nations emotions have been on a roller coaster with the great wins and the disappointing losses what do you see as the greatest upside to this team and then food questions starts it cut junk food hostess um so then hostess twinkies cupcakes or chocolate donuts so i'll answer first this time what do i see as the greatest upside to this team uh i mean we talk about it every week it's love in this young wide receiver slash tight end core um they're really starting to show us their potential and what they can do and I don't know what more I can say other than it's exciting. I mean, we just talked about how Jaden Reed is having a season that no one else is having except Christian McCaffrey. And that only one other rookie has had, and that rookie is Tyree kill. So that's something to look forward to. And, you know, even through some of the bad, it's definitely an upside. Mm -hmm. Um, And then with hostess junk food, I am going to start the donuts, sit the cupcakes and cut the Twinkies. I'm not a big Twinkies fan
2: dang dang okay um yeah i mean i think we're on the same page as far as the as far as the greatest upside it's it's the playmakers i mean we we talked about it earlier it's you know it's 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 funny because you like you even forget people while you're talking about all these because we were like well you got christian watson you got romeo dobbs you've got Jaden reed you have got musgrave you've got tucker craft and i'm like oh my god like we like we didn't even talk about Dontavian Wicks. Like that, that was a name that escaped me. But like the kid continually makes plays week after week after week. Then you've got Malik Heath. You've got you know multiple like there's there's a few other guys. Like man, this, this team it's young, but they're they're if they can figure this stuff out, they've got a really really promising young squad um, to go right around Jordan Love. And like all I can think of is. Maybe in like two years, Sports Illustrated cover, like the old school cover of Aaron Rodgers with all of his receivers and, and JerMichael Finley. <laughs> same, same thing, same thing. And I get you
4: so said, Let's freaking Let's run excited. it back. Let's run
2: it. Do it again. Let's do it again. Do it again. So um, that one, uh, I, I mean, I think that's the obvious answer for anybody. anybody who watches this Packard team. I think that's the obvious answer. And then the starts it cut for hostess cupcakes are number one though. The hus the, the hostess cupcakes are just, they're just next level. Um, I will go Twinkies number, t- uh, will be sit because, um, I I'm not a fan of just pure chocolate donuts. I like, <laughs> yeah, that's not my favorite. Um, so, and I will say I told Sarah this before <laughs> I saw a, uh, a something on facebook about twinkies where you have to pop them in the air fryer for like two or three minutes and it completely changes it to like a, a crunchy almost like cake like thing i i've yet to try it but i like all the reaction videos are amazing so might be worthwhile
3: interesting
2: mm-hmm.
3: all right our next two are not necessarily questions um well one of them is a question <laughs> but they're jokes comments Input So we'll start with Ray Dempster. He said, do you remember before the season started when there was a pretty clear consensus among Packers fans on here that there would be high highs and low lows, that a 500 record would probably be a reach, and that the most important thing was the quarterback evaluation? That's it. Yeah, Ray, I remember. (laughs) I remember this quite clearly. And... I uh, couldn't agree more with you. I know what you're trying to say there. We're reading between the lines, um, and I think Ray's telling everybody to chill out um, because this is what we expected—a roller coaster season—and uh, that's what we're getting.
2: Yeah, it, it's true. This is what we expected. I think the problem lies in the fact that the Packers. Went three and zero against the team, the the teams that we all thought they would go zero and three against. That was when the expectations changed. Like that, that's a very realistic thing. That expectations can change, and when you go against the Chiefs or the Chiefs, the Lions and the Chargers, and you beat all three of them, expectations can change. So, I think that's a very real thing. Like the discussions we had at the beginning of the season, we had this many times. Like me, you, Dusty, we all talked about how there's going to be awesome moments. There's going to be great times where, we're like, holy crap, this team's really good. And there's also going to be times where we're like, oh my God, what is happening here? Like, this is insane. We talked about that. Everybody talked about that. But it's okay to change your expectations to the reality of the team and like this team was doing really well. They were having a great run of games. And so yeah, totally with you. Like he he's completely right. These were the expectations we had, but I think it's okay to change your expectations mid-season, especially after the run that they had. Like those are things we could expect from this team and they 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 put up two stinkers in a row. That's all you can say.
3: All right, in our next question, well, it is a question, but uh from at Fallon's pal Gary. He said, Start sit cut. Oh boy. I can't even read this, Steve. Can you read it? I, I, I just uh
2: I mean I it's in front of you, so I mean you can do it. I I, I saw it earlier and I was like, I I Oh man.
3: Alright, here we go. Start, sit, cut, capers, pet, and fairy.
2: Oh. <laughs> like this is like the worst Sophie's choice ever. Like just, <laughs> I don't, I don't even know what to do with all of these. Like, okay, so yeah, I mmm. Hmm
3: pass <laughs> yes that's my answer
2: was capers was was he the coordinator when they won the super bowl that's I my only think question so let's know that was my only thought process behind it because i obviously it's cut barry like I'm, I'm cutting joe barry no matter what like that that's not even a question in my mind But I'm trying in my head to remember who the defensive coordinator was when they won the Super Bowl, and I can't remember if Dom Capers was like that, or if he was hired like a year or two after that.
3: It's only giving me his special teams standby or his head his head coach. Okay, so he was with the team for nine seasons. He was with the okay. Packers. He was well. He was with them since 2009.
2: Okay. Well, then I will effectively – he brought the Packers a Super Bowl with their defense, so I'm going to start him. I will sit Petten, and I will cut Barry.
3: Yeah, I I think I agree uh, with you on that. uh, It says Capers teams in 2009 and 2010 ranked in the top 10 in both yards and points, improving a group that was 22nd in points, allowed the year before arriving. His defense allowed the second fewest points – on its way to bringing home a Super Bowl in 2010.
2: So, yeah, that was it. I think that's the only answer that you can have.
3: Yeah, I finally found something after Wikipedia was giving me <laughs>
1: just ridiculous
3: um, information. Uh, all right, moving on from Ed Stack. They said, given their woeful defense the past two games, do you think the Packers should consider in the first round drafting a very mobile inside linebacker to replace Campbell <laughs> instead of a left tackle replacement for Bakhtiari? And then food, preferred Christmas dinner entree, turkey, roast beef, ham, or something else?
2: Um, No, 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 no. I don't think that they need another athletic inside linebacker. I, I I'd like to at least see what quay does in year three year four i think they've got something decent in mcduffie and if if campbell's gone he's gone but i no not the first round i think there's way too many other pressing needs to to address and i don't know i mean Rashid walker's been been good the last couple of weeks like so you know and bakhtiari has made comments about how he wants to be back next year so I don't know if they necessarily need to go with the left tackle. I mean, I think it's very dependent on where they end up in the draft. That's that's a huge factor of are they, you know, 15, 16, or do they lose the next couple of games and end up at like six or seven, like where one of the top tier left tackles is still there. I mean, those are very, very pressing questions. So right now where they, where, where they are sitting, I think it's a like, 11 or 12 is that right kind of where they're picking i think um i would say no that's not the place to take an inside linebacker i would say you you're you're, you're definitely going to be looking at somebody that might fall a little bit from you know the top five and, and go from there but i would not do inside linebacker first round no and as far as christmas dinner man, give me a honey baked ham and cheesy potatoes. And I will be a happy, uh, like all that, that just takes me back as a kid to everything that my favorite, one of my favorite meals of all time. So.
3: Nice. Yeah. I'm with you on the football part of that question. Um, I think a lot of it just depends, but also, I don't think this is the area of number one concern right now. Um, And, They'll probably explore cornerback,
2: safety, yeah, uh, even more like offensive line, uh, defensive line. Um, are we allowed to draft a defensive coordinator? Is that the thing we can do? <laughs> yeah, can I don't do know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, it, it, can we do something like that? Like, we're drafting the defensive coordinator from Baylor. Like, is that possible?
3: Where they trade, where it's like, okay,
2: <laughs> the Packers
3: are giving up these two players and one, you know, coach. Um, we'll give it, we'll give them Joe
2: Barry and you know a year of eligibility for uh uh who's like was it was Grant Dubois Who's that who was it, the wide receiver we'll give him a year of eligibility back. And then we yep. get the defensive coordinator that we want from the college ranks. So
3: And a $10,000 gift card to the Packers pro Shop. <laughs> I think we can call it a day.
2: <laughs> You'll be decked out in green gold. It'll be great. that will be yep. great.
3: All right. Our last question is from at Sim Giles. They asked if the Packers were an animal, which one would they be? And let's just say I had some fun with this question. So Steve, I know you were thinking about this and I, I you, was about it I'm gonna let
2: you go first because so
3: I said I'm gonna have some fun in the world mm-hmm. of AI I'm gonna ask chat GBT this question
4: Ooh. and
3: see see what it spits out at me and what I learned from this is that chat GBT is dumb as hell because <laughs> this is what it so first of all it's I had to go through a few different iterations of the question in order to finally get it to an answer that somewhat made sense. So I I literally copied and pasted the question. If the Green Bay Packers were an animal, which one would they be? This is what they, they reply back to me. Metaphorically comparing a sports team to an animal is subjective and open to interpretation. Thanks for that. Then... It says, however, considering the Green Bay Packers' history, reputation, and characteristics, you must compare them to a bear. Oh, what the <laughs> It literally <hell? laughs> says a bear. <laughs> and then it goes on. Bears are often seen as powerful, resilient, and known for their tenacity. The Green Bay Packers have a strong and enduring presence in the NFL with a history of success and a dedicated fan base. Then it goes on and on and on and on. Oof.
2: Don't so like I, that.
3: So Don't said, like that. Are you dumb? Like, this is already another NFL team. So then I said, okay, thanks. But could you give me an animal that is not already an NFL mascot? I said, let's let's change it up. Give us something that's not obvious. Okay. They said, certainly. If we're looking for an animal a tiger <laughs> that is not an NFL mascot to represent the Green Bay Packers, in a metaphorical sense, you might consider the eagle. and then it goes Uh, on eagles are often associated with strength precision and keen vision they are known to soar to great heights and navigate challenges with grace just as the packers have had during this transition the eagles are literally an nfl team what are they doing this this is ridiculous so then I started getting mean and I said, <laughs> no, the Eagles are literally an NFL team. Give me an animal that is not in the NFL already, please. And they said, certainly, if we're looking for an animal that is not an NFL mascot and not commonly associated with sports teams, Cardinal? what do you think of a chameleon?
2: <laughs> Ooh, um...
3: Because chameleons are known for their adaptability and ability to blend into their surroundings. This could be a metaphor for the Packers' ability to adapt to their strategies and overcome challenges, much like a chameleon adjusting to its different environments.
2: I don't like the other two
3: better. Yeah. Exactly. So what I said, World <laughs> the story, chat, GBT, dumb as hell. Literally gave me the Bears, the Packers' biggest rival. Then I asked, no, not an NFL mascot, gave me the Eagle. So I guess because there was no S, it got confused. And then it gave me a chameleon. So Steve, please tell me you have a better answer than chat, GBT does.
2: I think I've got one, though. I okay. think I've got one now. Good. You're I mean not the bar gonna, is
3: low. The you're is
2: not low. gonna like it. You're oh, not no. gonna like it. Oh no, uh, but it's uh I think it's I think it's apt. Uh I'm gonna go with the armadillo, where <laughs> there are times when it can attack and it can be on the offensive, and those times are great. Those times they, you know it, it is making sure that it is it knows that it's superior to teams and it, they are attacking, however. <laughs> There are also times when it falls on its back and curls up into a little ball. <laughs> <laughs> and we have seen both of those things happen <laughs> during this NFL season. So we've seen them on the attack. We've seen them go, oh, no, you're too good. And then they fall on their back and just curl up. So uh, that was the best thing I could kind of come up with, like that, that covers both ends of the spectrum, because I was struggling because with this Packers team, it's a lot of, There's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad right now. So I didn't, I couldn't, you know, the bear, the eagle, all those things. Like while they associate power, like I needed something that also had the like timidness of like, well, sometimes we're not like that. So I came up with the, uh, for all the friends, for all the friends, people out there, the holiday armadillo. That's what I came up with. Alrighty. I kind of
3: like it. It's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not. An animal that's intimidating, but it's no. fitting for the current state of the Packers right now. So I, I support it.
2: Yeah, it's not, it's not great, but it's one of those things that you just kind of look like, at. You're like, this is where we are right now. We, we will grow in the Packers will grow into something more. But like sometimes they can be fierce, and sometimes they can be <laughs> rolling into a ball. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And off the side of the road.
2: <laughs> exactly.
3: <laughs> uh, righty. Well, that wraps it up for questions this week. Before we go, Steve, what are your final thoughts?
2: Man, I just want to wish everybody happy holidays. Like It's it's a stressful time of the year, but we absolutely appreciate the fact that you tune in and, and download the podcast and listen to us and come to us with questions about the Packers and food and everything like to me it's it's so much fun every week that we get to do this every time that people comment on the podcast like i love it it's so much fun so just a huge thank you to everybody that listens like you guys are so integral in the part of the fact that we can do this if <laughs> if nobody was listening like it'd be me sarah and dusty just shouting into a void and the fact that we get all this interaction, we get all these people that want to know, like, you know, the in- intricacies of our lives and and all those things, like, I absolutely love it. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Uh, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Um, uh, we'll be back before New Year's. So, um, but thank you guys for listening. It means the world to me.
3: You stole my final thought <laughs> Didn't steal any of my takes during this episode, but you stole my final thought. Um,
4: <laughs> but yeah,
3: couldn't agree more with everything that Steve just said. Thank you everybody for listening. Hope that, you know, whether you had a good year, bad year, an okay year, that this could have at least been a bright spot in your day, in your week, whatever it may have been. Um, it's certainly a bright spot every time that we get to do this and, like Steve said, a lot of times it just feels like we're yelling into a void. So to know that people are listening and even enjoying listening is is really awesome. Uh also just want to say, Dusty, we love you, miss you, can't wait for you to be back. Um and
2: no, no, oh. screw that guy.
3: Yeah, oh, all right.
2: <laughs> That's fine. He knows I like him.
3: Yeah. You just like, you don't love him, you just like him.
2: Eh, we'll see. <laughs>
3: You don't Have
2: know if come... you're at that level yet. <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I don't
3: know. Oh, but seriously, thank you everyone for listening. Um, we're really excited about um the next year ahead and just another year of doing this crazy podcast. And we'll see <laughs> how many more arguments we can get in, um, how many crazy takes we can fire off, how much more Steve and I could possibly jinx this uh <laughs> football team, and and we'll go from there. But as always, thank good. you for listening.
2: We're pretty good at that.
3: Yeah, we I'd say we're experts at that. We're yes, amateur yes. podcasters, expert <laughs> jinxers at this point. Um, but seriously, thank you everybody for listening. You can follow us as always at Pack Day Podcast, at Dusty Evely, at Steve Perhatch, and at Sarah Kelleher For we will talk to you next week after what we are hoping is a Packers win against the Panthers. <laughs> hoping is the key word. Pack everybody... on wood,
2: fingers crossed. Like whatever, rub a lucky rabbit's foot. Do whatever you can do.
3: Yes, let's hope Santa brings the Packers a win this year for Christmas and makes us all happy. But we'll talk to you next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!